Hey everybody, before we start episode 46, just wanted to give you a heads up that we refer to this being kind of a two-part, a two-chapter episode. We had recorded myself and Two Chains and Dr. M had recorded about a half hour of content uh, last night to be included at the front half of the episode, but we had some uh, audio and technical issues with that recording and it's really just not up to snuff and um, it's not going to sound good, so we chose not to use it. So even though you hear us refer to that, we're not going to feature that here, but what you will hear is myself and Dwayne and Mr. Silly Sellis talk about the WWE Championship Tournament that started on Raw this week, and we'll talk about WrestleMania fantasy booking, uh, our, our uh, difficulties and successes in getting the WrestleMania tickets for this upcoming WrestleMania, we'll talk a little bit about potential Hall of Fame inductees, and much more, so uh, thanks for joining us. Sorry about the issues that didn't allow us to bring you the front part of the episode, but we think you'll like what we did have here. So without further ado, here's episode 46. All right, guys, we're back with you on the second half here. Um, I have the other two co-hosts with me now. We're recording this on Wednesday, Veterans Day. Uh, shout out again to all the veterans out there. We have uh, Mr. D. Wayne recording live and in person from his vehicle today. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. And we have Mr. Silly Sellis recording from the, uh, is it the pantry closet at your house? It's actually the secondary bedroom closet, so I would call that my... <laughs> Uh, basement studio but it's not a basement per se so we'll, we'll leave it at that it gives me a chance to record cleanly the wife is in the the living room doing her work so we're going to do work here for wrestling just to do it for you fans that's right we have our, our dc east coast studio there in his house yes i'm up uh myself in the bedroom at my house because my wife's also working downstairs so um on the front half we talked uh, a little bit about the tournament leading into Survivor Series for the vacated uh, WWE world title. And uh, just to kind of catch you guys up, basically we just complained that a lot of it's going to come down to a very predictable finish. And um, we just kind of like, we didn't have a lot to say. We were kind of like, we ended up talking more about NXT a little bit than I think we had intended to just because the tournament's a little uncaptivating at the moment. And we were talking before we went on the air, Silas, about how you would really like to see some upsets to shake some things up. Who um, who would be an upset pick of yours that you'd like to see go to the Final Four if if that did happen? Uh, and, and it's interesting here. It's, it's two upsets I'm looking at. One, I'm going to say I'm a homer, and I'll use this partial upset just to love to see Stardust be elevated as his character can develop because even though Cody Rhodes you know, is a great performer, he maximizes on all his opportunities, regardless of how much push he's getting. So if he was to beat Alberto Del Rio as an upset, I think that'd be a real good shocker to, you know, push him to at least a decent mid-card feud with somebody, um, whether it's a face turn or a heel turn. I'd rather stay him heel, but just to develop him as a character so he's not always wasted on his talents. But the way that Alberto Del Rio is coming back, I doubt that will happen. Um, the one upset I do see happening is Kalisto over Ryback, and I think it's very interesting that Kalisto is in um, and not Sin Cara because I think they're now trying to push their post-Rey Mysterio character. And I can definitely see a Kalisto versus Alberto Rio in the second round. But just for Kalisto to get some type of singles win will push him to be the next type of underdog Rey Mysterio character that that can go on at least get some type of legitimate singles push. 
I think they might be on opposite ends of the bracket, but I, it would have been kind of cool, like you said, to see those two in the next round. Oh, I will, they are. They're on the same side. They're right next to each oh, other. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, I'm yep. not looking at it right now. Um, I will tell you that out of the two upsets you called for, uh, looking ahead at SmackDown spoilers, one of them does happen. So okay. I won't tell you which one because I don't want to spoil it further than that. Um, Mr. D-Wayne, you, uh, you have been big on kind of the Roman Reigns Express here and just kind of calling for him to be continue to be pushed here is if he does win i think a heel turn might be the most surprising and fresh way to go about continuing to push him is that where you see this headed um let me see so it's interesting because the beginning segment of raw it was basically him and triple h doing a promo and basically the start of the the tournament and um triple h was trying to you know here, Roman, become my guy. You can have everything. And Roman said, I'm not a sellout. I think usually, unless your name is John Cena, usually that's like the beginning of a heel turn to me. So I do believe that, and my hope is that he turns heel and actually joins Triple H as his guy. You know, I, I, uh, I do see Roman Reigns winning the belt. Now, it's two ways I can see it happening. It's, it's one way I can see it happening, but it's another way that comes about as well. And it's not necessarily Roman Reigns. It's Roman Reigns winning. So, put this way. If he wins and keeps the belt, he's going to heal. If he wins as a face, I see a shameless cash in. <laughs> Wouldn't that just make because the whole internet mad? <laughs> only be, and I see that because I still think that if he's a face, they're going to make him chase the title a little bit longer. Makes sense. Does make sense. It would make the whole crowd, it would make everyone so mad you invest in this tournament for like three weeks and then Sheamus just wrecks it at the end. And interesting enough, Sheamus loses to Cesaro, so it's like yeah. people keep on forgetting that Sheamus, he does have that money in the bank, but they're trying mm-hmm. to keep him out of the sight. So just in case whenever he does cash in, that will bring the more element of a quote-unquote surprise, even though we see it coming that he's going to be a champion uh, again one day. And, and honestly, this is the perfect time. Yep. It's, it's the perfect time. Can I tell you, which though? Is, which, is, which is the reason why I think they had him lose. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't. It definitely wouldn't shock me, man. Um, you you know what the problem though is with all of that booking. Not that it doesn't make sense, because I agree with what you guys are saying. I look. I keep throwing back to the '98 tournament because that's just kind of the template or the model that we have to go off of. And you look at that tournament and how um, how fun it was, how fresh it felt at the time, and how successful it was for long term booking leading into Austin's. Um, First title win there at WrestleMania 15 in 1999. Memory, I'm hoping my years are right there. Uh-huh. That tournament, everybody was so mad because The Rock was this great babyface and turned heel and joined the um, corporation. Uh-huh. And you had Mankind kind of get screwed over a year after the uh, Montreal screw job at the same pay-per-view. And people had an emotional reaction to that. And then Shane McMahon and the corporation screwed over Austin in the semis, and people uh-huh. really got behind Austin, and they wanted to see him get 
get that title down the line, you know, winning the Rumble and going on to face The Rock at WrestleMania 15. If Roman Reigns wins as a babyface, even if there's a Sheamus cash-in, I don't think people are behind him enough as a top babyface that the emotional reaction is going to be strong enough to make it an effective, you know, progression in the storyline. Because he doesn't, like, Rollins was such a great heel foil to the babyface Roman Reigns, and it's such a shame that that injury kind of derailed that. Then if you turn Roman heel, I don't know if Dean or whoever is the the best babyface foil for him. I don't know if they have a strong enough one outside of John Cena, and even he doesn't get a consistent enough reaction. Nor do I feel the Cesaro cheers right now are strong enough to warrant him being in a top babyface spot just yet. That will come, no doubt. And so like, I feel like they're kind of booked themselves in a corner, which makes the idea of a super mega heel Kevin Owens joining the authority win almost more tempting. But I don't know. What do let, you me, let me ask you this. No, I, I know, I know it's not you. going to happen, but I just, just he's not over enough either way, in my opinion. And there's no baby face if he goes heel that's going to be a good foil for him. Let me ask you this. Two questions. As Kevin Owens as a champion, let's just say he, he wins the tournament, as you kind of alluded to, do you think that will kind of hurt that you have a secondary title and a main event title so close that happened together because Seth just did it when he beat Cena for the U.S. title. And then you have it again with Kevin Owens and the Intercontinental title. If it happens, do you think that kind of hurts the prestige of those secondary belts, that they're not pointless or we're just trying to double book belts? You know what I mean? What is your feeling on that? That's my first question. Well, well, you know back in the day that when you had Intercontinental belt, you basically was in line to win the... uh, to win the championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess in a way, if you book it that way, I guess you could kind of say that's what they're going towards. If you have one of these belts, that's a setup. But it's a, it's a good and a bad to a good is because those, you can kind of make those belts actually mean something. Mm-hmm. But that as into if I'm the Intercontinental Champion and I win a WWE Championship, then you already know eventually I'm going to lose one of them. Mm. Either that or you, you do what's traditionally been done and you vacate the mid-card yep. title like yeah. like the Warrior had to after WrestleMania yeah. 6. But you know what? We've been talking for years and years now about how they need to build back up the Intercontinental Championship. Sure. You know, I just got done talking about how I don't think there's enough star power on the main roster. That's why all these part-timers are going to come in. And it's going to feel like the Attitude Era in Dallas next spring. Yep. Yep. I'd rather see them use the titles to make the superstar, to make the superstars more interesting. I think Cena has had one of his most relevant years because he took the U.S. title. It's not like the U.S. title matters more now because I don't think ADR is doing anything terribly special with it. He's not feuding yep. with anybody over it. But what it did is it made Cena must-see TV every week on Raw because you never know who was going to come out and challenge him. And that made Cena, in my opinion, a better babyface because he was willing to take on anybody. So I don't know. I don't think Kevin Owens is really doing anything that special with it. But if he was the world champion, gosh, wouldn't he be interesting? Not that he's not right now. Um, I don't know. I just... Alright, so let's let's go with this Kevin Owens idea for a minute. Let's do it. I would love it. 
I just, I don't think it will work because I think that his personality and Triple H's personality, they'll, they'll be the ones to fight to see who's the man. You get what I'm saying? But you can or build to that. You can... Well... I think you can build to that, though, like they were doing with Rollins already because you knew that was going to come to a head. Just substitute Owens yeah. in his place. True. But, you, but, you, but the thing is, you knew that it was going to take time to do that. It's just like when I see those two uh, collide, it's just like it's off that friction. That's what I see. Now, it's not, it probably won't be booked that way, but that's what I see. And that's what I see. I don't. And plus, I just don't think they, the higher ups, are ready to put the belt on Kevin Owens. Oh, I don't yeah. either. If, if, if they plan to put him on him at all. I mean, I guess who are they ready to put the belt on? Because you thought it was Reigns, you know, six to eight months ago, and that mm-hmm. obviously didn't pan out. Nor do I think a babyface Reigns would pan out with it now. I don't think anything's changed. But a heel Roman Reigns would definitely work. But like I said, outside of Brock Lesnar, who are you going to put him up against? Dean Ambrose, like, they clearly weren't ready to go with Dean in the spring, although I think he would have had a nice hot one-month reign and have him put the belt back on Rollins in that ladder match. Uh-huh. I mean, the crowd was clearly on his side and would have accepted that win, and it would have made another star in Dean Ambrose, whereas now they've kind of just been so wishy-washy with him. <sighs> yeah. I but mean, D-Wayne, you've been very right. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Who would you have? I mean, you don't know who Roman Reigns will face. I mean, technically, technically, they could pull the Cena part, the Cena card in December. But I think that in order for everything to be effective, I think that, and this can also set up a, a Rollins versus Triple H down the line. I think that. Somebody needs to turn heel and join the authority. Oh, absolutely. It's going to happen. <laughs> but then that's why Shane is perfect for this because it's literally, I mean, WWE is due for a short term WWE title, like a one to two month reign. And Shane mm-hmm. is just a perfect transition person. Dwayne, as you mentioned several times, that mm-hmm. even if he gets the belt now, by January around Royal Rumble, he can easily drop it to anybody. And then you can say, Shane is that he his part. He cashed in the money in the bank. He made uh-huh. that money in the bank worth it. Then you move on to somebody else. Now, it may not be Roman. It may be somebody like a part-timer that help give that to Roman as he continues to chase it for Mania. Maybe. Yeah, but, but if you... Now, which, the booking that you just set up, you're basically having Roman Reigns win the Rumble again. Oh, I... It's yeah, possible. Yeah. I, I think he's the only person that can win it legitimately. Unless he has the title, then I think Brock wins it. Yeah. Because you... I, I mean... I might I get booed again for it. I don't think Brock would, and I think no, 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 Roman. Oh, Rome, yeah, absolutely. But if he's heel, that's think, all the better. And this is the breaking I think they're going to end up with. I mean, of course, we we hear this. I know everyone heard this Cena Undertaker match being penciled in already. What do you think about that? I haven't talked to you about that, D Wayne. What is your thoughts on actually, that? You know what? I, 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 I was actually one of the first people that told you I was going to be Cena Undertaker. I I would love it. He did. And, you know, like this was like four years ago. He said it too. It would be the Undertaker's last match. He said it like four years ago. The only way the Undertaker can go out and retire is if Cena puts him over, mm-hmm. or he he puts Cena over. Either way, I mean, it depends on the storyline. Yeah, it just depends on the storyline. And that I don't. I mean, I guess the Undertaker loses again. But 
Wouldn't that <laughs> suck for us to have been there live for both of the Undertaker's <laughs> WrestleMania losses? And the only one, the only one I saw him win was against Mark Henry in Chicago, and you guys saw him again in the. Well, you Marcella saw him in the first Triple H or the second Triple H match rather, because there was three. Yeah. Yep. Um. So then, that's what I'm saying though. If they, if that's what they're going with, is Cena Taker, then I think you round out the top of the card. The only person Rock can really face that makes sense is Triple H, and then you have um, and I, I Roman and Rock. I think they're going with you're going to see Reigns versus Lesnar for the title. Then you're going to, for the title. Then you're going to see Triple H versus The Rock and Cena Undertaker. And there's your main events right there. And then, like I, I was saying um, before, you could round that out really nicely with a bunch of other good mid card matches, and maybe you could get a Divas. Give the Divas like 20 minutes. Have Charlotte and Sasha even go one on one for the title. If they're going to prolong that. I think, I think this is. I think at WrestleMania you see my girl walk out with the title. I sure hope so, and I would love to be be there for it, man. But on that Rock and Triple H match, the only way I can see it being an effective match if Roman doesn't win the Rumble, and we can say that Triple H is trying to mess up Roman. The Rock says, "If I beat you, Triple H, you gotta give my family member a shot at the title." And it's similar to that Daniel Bryan-esque type storyline where in order for Roman to get that title shot, he needs some help. So Rock might be the perfect person to get that help, and that's the only way I can see that legitimate storyline being carried over into Mania. Yeah. But other than that, I don't want to see Rock versus Triple H again. I just don't think Roman's going to get that kind of sympathy from the crowd, though, like Daniel Bryan would or like a Cesaro yeah. hopefully will eventually. I, I, think it will, I think it will hurt him if that was to happen. I kind of do, too. Because but it, it kind of it makes it sound like, oh, you have your cousin, your super, your big superstar cousin come in and save you. That's what it kind of seemed like it was at the Rumble. Well, and yeah, and we saw how that worked out. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. My, oh, go ahead, Aaron. Well, no, go ahead. I, I was going to do more WrestleMania fantasy booking, so let's stay on the tournament, I guess. Or go ahead. You go first. Which brings, me, which brings me to my second question. Now, of course, we had this tournament again being a book for Survivor Series. I know for a little bit, WWE tried to do that elimination tag for Survivor Series, but do you think some type of tournament, maybe for the next three years, just to try it out, is a good way to keep a title hunt fresh where you're also building new contenders, building new mid-carders if you have this tournament, so you're still developing your everyday stars instead of your part-timers. Do you think that's possible where this this type of tournament can continue to build Survivor Series? Because in my opinion, I think Survivor Series has lost its heat as a top-four pay-per-view. I, I think they should go back to the um, the one-night team tournament and have the ultimate survivors at the end of the night like they did in the uh, the very early days. And I think mm-hmm. the type of tournament you're talking about, they used to do one pretty successfully. It was called King of the Ring. And we yeah, saw how exactly. they how they do tournaments in 2015. It's not been pleasant so far, but right. we still have um, some time to redeem this. You know, we talked earlier about, you know, they're not ready to put the title on Kevin Owens. They're not ready to put the title on Dean. Like, when you get put in a situation where your champion is out for an extended amount of time, your top baby faces that you've been using that are proven for a long time are either out filming a TV show or out with an injury, and your part-timers are all busy or off doing other things, you're kind of put in a situation which can be an opportunity if you make it to put the title on someone you weren't ready to, but you're going to make a star hopefully in the process, which they desperately need. So, well, you know, did you? I know everyone saw the article that you know they were ready to put the title on Roman Reigns. Um, 
after Survivor Series, even before Seth Rollins got hurt. Yeah. So. So like and like, isn't that kind of weird that they were gonna have Reigns go in as the champion and then, assumingly, have him go against Brock? Well, it actually works because then you have Brock in the way Rumble. And they can go from there. And then that also sets up that a Triple H versus Seth Rollins match. So now, the, the booking was there. But what I'm saying is Roman didn't get the job done last year, so it's weird that he's right. not avenging it at Mania and instead of getting the job done five months beforehand against someone who's not Brock Lesnar. Although right. the other side of that is that Brock has claimed to, you know, we didn't finish our match last year. You never beat me. Let's see who's the man. But, like, I just I like my Brock Lesnar heel. I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, Brock Lesnar's Brock Lesnar's not a heel. He's not a face. He's Brock Lesnar. You heard you heard people chatting Suplex City more than anything. It's true, and you get and your other big baby face Cena is not really a traditional baby face in the extent that he he doesn't get a consistent reaction. But I guess not many guys do. Is Cena going to be a heel at Mania if that match happens against um, a Taker? He's certainly no. going to get treated like one in that building. Yeah. He's going to get treated as one, but Cena's going to be Cena. It's no, Cena's not going to change until he's about 42. Well, and yeah. he thinks there's nothing else for him to do. I mean, Cena is more of a heel now than he would be if you turned him heel. Mm-hmm. That's And it's more it's more interesting to an extent, although... After a match with The Undertaker, he's already feuded with Rollins. He's already feuded with um, Taker now, with Lesnar, with mm-hmm. The Rock. Like, who's left for Cena to work with that he hasn't already, you know, completely Again. put down, which is the Cena Monster Files whole basis in the first place? Right. Now, look, it's only one person. That's why WWE's trying. That's why WWE kept these two people apart. Roman? They kept apart Roman Reigns and John Cena for a reason. Do you think they'll do you think they'll put him against Balor down the line when Balor comes up? Cena? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's a smart way to bring in Finn Balor. I think that would be No, I not bring him in, but like when he's established, put him against when he's Cena. Established? Oh, by the time he's established, I think do you think Cena will be on his way out? No, um, no, not necess- I mean, not so much that he couldn't work with Balor and if that's the case, I hope he doesn't get the Kevin Owens treatment where he has a Three hundred percent or three hundred batting average against Cena, like Kevin Owens did. Yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I totally understand. So I mean, I, yeah, but you you're going to see Cena versus Reigns next year towards the tail part of it next year. You think SummerSlam? Be, I was thinking SummerSlam. Yeah, I think that'd be a great main event for SummerSlam. It would be. So I guess like. I'm trying to think of how we like we kind of have our mania kind of decided at this point now what our fantasy booking is now. How do you get from Survivor Series to Mania? I don't think there's a lot of moving parts that happen with the main events because like Cena Undertaker can get set up like right before. Mm-hmm. So like, like the Roman Brock thing, that's not that hard to set up. The Triple H Rock thing's mm-hmm. already been established over the last year and a half. So then. What do you do with like a Bray Wyatt, for example, after he's done jobbing to the Undertaker again? 
But he's been jogging to everybody. That's a great question. What do you I mean, do with you Bray Wyatt? You can't send him at Dean. You can't send him at Roman. He's already did that. I don't know. Like now, do you put him? In that case, what do you do with, with Kevin Owens? Don't turn him face. Don't turn him. That's going to be the wrong thing to do if you do that. They will turn eventually. He'll be a, he'll be a great baby face eventually. But yeah, not yet. Um. I think Kevin Owens and Zayn, like we've been talking about, if he's healthy. Yeah, sure. And then Dean, it kind of seemed like he... I wonder if that whole Jericho thing at Night of Champions was to set up his Mania match. Dean versus Jericho. I would like that. Yeah. You guys, that can work. Yeah. I mean, you have a point right there. And then from there, like, I still don't know if those guys are all busy. Who does Bray Wyatt work with? <laughs> I don't know. C- Cesaro, maybe? But why? You know? I mean, not that we couldn't set up the why between now and then, but isn't it time to either doo-doo or get off the pot with Bray Wyatt to an extent? But that's, I think that's creator's fault for failing on the gimmick because he's doing everything he can to make sure it works, his stable works. You know, I think this is the greatest heel stable like this that I think has been successful with the leader and henchman since the uh, Straight Edge Society. And I thought the Straight Edge Society was a great stable that mimics, you know, the Wyatt family. Totally comparable. It's true, but the Straight Edge Society never really made anyone into a champion, and all the other people got fired from it. You know, CM Punk had to kind of do his own thing to get. I think the mark of a good stable is that you build guys. Evolution might be one of the best stables of all time, because even the Four Horsemen, not all those guys were world champion. Right, Evolution, they made two guys that had good runs in Batista and Randy Orton long term. Like, I don't see, I see Braun Strowman as almost more money than anyone else besides Bray because he's got size and believability. As much as we love Luke Harper as a worker. You think Braun's too stiff in the ring? I think he's just a little bit stiff. I think it's better that he's stiff, man. It's more believable. I'm not, you know, that's not me having matches with him, so I don't have to complain about it, but he's one guy you could throw at Brock down the line. Like, I'm talking maybe like Brock's last year of this three-year deal he's on. Braun Strowman would be believable against Brock, and he might be bigger than Brock. Maybe not stronger, but bigger. Yeah. And there's not a lot of guys in the company that can match with him. No. But like I said... What do you do with Bray Wyatt? I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you maybe, like? Do you maybe, have him retire maybe, Kane? Maybe that's where they go with it. Maybe he reveals that Sister Abigail's really Paige. Oh, I would love that. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for a female something to come in that group because if Sister Abigail's really Paige, that will work as well. You know, it would be hilarious if they made Sister Abigail Dana Brooke. <laughs> 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 I'm Sister I'm, Abigail. Sister Abigail is probably Vince McMahon. Let's be honest. <laughs> Dana Burke, I need to catch up on uh, on on Breaking Ground. Dude, this it's, it's good. Uh, it's the whole uh, it's the Texas tour they did about a month or so ago. It's good, okay. and they uh, they okay. show a lot good, of stuff good. with um, Josh from Tough Enough getting started. And William Regal at one point, yeah, this is my favorite part. I don't mean to spoil too much, but he goes, I don't know about this Yeti character. I think our audience has already decided if they like that or not. <laughs> it's just uh, so good. Regal's, uh, Regal Hall of Famer, yes or no? Yes. Yes, I agree totally. If Coco, uh, My measuring stick is if they were better than Coco Beware. Because Coco <laughs> Beware is in the Hall of Fame. True. 
<laughs> you know, Regal definitely. And I think Diamond Dallas Page, just for what he did in the ring and what he's done for wrestlers since then with his yoga program, I think DDP should get in there at some point. Would DDP be the headliner, though? And, no, and no, 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 no. Not all. No, no. You got a lot of headliners still left in Taker and The Rock and Sting and um, other guys I can't even think of off the top of my head. I would love it if Regal got in next year while we was in Dallas. I would love it. I think they. I, I think they're going to do a lot of throwback stuff though for like Texas. Like the Freebirds seem like an obvious choice. It would have been yeah. nice to wait and have the Von Erichs go in, yeah. with their ties to Texas now too. Um, should we talk about Hall of Fame a little bit? We really haven't. We've done so much fantasy booking for Mania. We haven't really talked Hall of Fame in a while. Sure, sure. Um, one person I would love to see retire and get that mark. Mark Henry. I think he should retire around Royal Rumble. Or around Mania, and maybe that would be his transcending, getting to the Hall of Fame. His contract's up his right after. His contract's, his contract's up like a couple weeks after Mania or something like that, or in the summer. Ooh. Okay. But he did say he's I like he's going to be done by then. So, yeah, I agree with you. Not as a headliner, but just to just have the Hall of Fame section yep. of the Hall of Fame. Yep. No question. I love that. I think uh, he was in there even before that. The guy. sexual chocolate thing was tremendous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And put the hand in the Hall of Fame with him, too. Have the hand induct him. That would be great if the hand was to induct him. That would be super great. Besides, like, I mean, (laughs) Owen Hart's an obvious choice for a posthumous one, but, like, who are some other guys that are just glaring? Like, the Macho Man was clearly a glaring absence from the Hall of Fame, and so was Warrior for so long. As much as I have my gripes about Warrior as, you know, what he was in the ring or whatever, but... Who else, like, D-Wayne, we'll start with you. Who would, Who is it not in there that you think is a travesty that they should be in there by now? Oh, man, that's, that's tough. I mean, it's one person that, uh, nah, it's just tough. Because it's, it's, it's no real, real glaring person. I mean, Owen Hart, for me, is, like, the big one, but I'm yeah. trying to, like... Mm-hmm. If you go back to like, you know, the rock and wrestling era, like Hogan's in, Warriors in, Macho's in, DiBiase's in, Piper's in, all those guys from the WrestleMania one main event are in is to my knowledge. Then you go a little bit further to like the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels era, they're both in. Diesel's in, Razor's in. You know, maybe Sean Waltman? I don't know. No, not yet. Not I don't yet. see them putting the NWO in anytime soon, but maybe when DX goes in, maybe DX would be nice for this year, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but like Triple H is hopefully going to be playing a heel role. I don't know if you want to have a babyface faction go in the year he's trying right. to be a heel. Maybe you'll save that for Minnesota. I'd love to see some AWA throwbacks when we go to Minnesota for Mania because that's where they were based right. out of. Like um, Eric Bischoff, for example, who got his start. Yeah. With the AWA, yeah. Um, then you the go. The first person I can see that would be the headline. One of the headliners would possibly JBL. Um, I think this could be a year he can go in the Hall of Fame. That would be a good fit. Good. It would be a good fit. Yeah. And he, you know, he had that long world title reign. He definitely is worthy of the honor. Yeah. I'm thinking like I kind of go up to the Attitude Era now. You know, mm-hmm. Mick Foley's in, Austin's in, The Rock. I think maybe they'll wait on him until whenever he decides he's officially done in the ring because it's weird to have guys in the Hall of Fame that are still you know active to an extent. It would be nice to see Taker go in in Texas if they were going to do it and this, they were going to book it as his retirement. 
that I would be that. that would be the obvious choice. Is there anyone else from like the Attitude Era that is glaring that they're not in there? Well, he's not really Attitude Era. He's kind of pre-Attitude Era. What about British Bulldog? <sighs> That's I'm I could go either way on it. To be honest with you, I was never a big Bulldog guy. It's much the same way. Like, would you put Brian Pillman in? Oh, that, then that's that's real tough. You know what I mean. And I think if you put Brian Pillman in, I think Steve Austin should induct him. Yes. And just having that that uh, I guess emotion come out of Steve Austin because you could see in interviews that he's done talking about Brian Pillman, he really respected yeah. and appreciated everything that him and Brian Pillman did. So that would be super emotional for him. Hollywood Blondes. Yeah. Yep. So then, like, I guess, like. From there, you draw from either the foreign markets, like when they put in uh, Fujinami last year, mm-hmm. or you you could even draw. I'm sure there's a, enough luchadors that we haven't honored Ultimate yet. Dragon. Ultimate, Ultimate Dragon. <laughs> You're a big dragon, Mark, aren't you? Yeah, I love Ultimate <laughs> Dragon. Um, I think Ray Mysterio down the line, not as a headliner, but Ray too definitely. Soon. It's soon. definitely too soon for sure because he might end up having another run with the company before they're. It's all said and done. Right. And, um, but what about that, that death sequence when he was wrestling and the guy unfortunately had passed away? Even though it wasn't Ray's fault, you yeah. think it's still too soon for it, that? It was right before Mania this past year. So, yeah, it hasn't even been a year yet. No, I don't. Plus, he's not with the company currently. I think he's working indie shots and AAA and CMLL yeah. and stuff. Um, are there any guys that are like, you know, from like the glory years pre Hogan? Like, we finally just got Bruno in, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, New Jersey a couple years ago. Is there anybody like that that we're missing? Uh, that I'm not uh, that's sure. That's so before my time. Celebrity too, because you know it's always a celebrity each year. A celebrity, yeah. a celebrity. Um, Bob, is Bob Barker in the Hall of Fame? You know, I was I was just thinking that because he's my favorite raw guest host. No, he's not, and it would be okay. tremendous while he's still with us. Yeah. Um. It's kind of hard to pick this Hall of Fame this year. It really is because you're kind of getting to the point where some of them are a stretch or some of them mm-hmm. there's just any number of issues. Like, gosh, I don't know. I mean, you, you definitely – I would like to see the original NWO get in, but, like, how long do you have to let the Hogan thing simmer before that becomes a thing? Yeah, still think it's too soon. Now, question. I can't remember. Is Chris Benoit in the Hall of Fame? No, oh, that he, will he, he never happen. That will never happen. He can't get in. Can't happen. Okay, I was about to say, I was about to say, D, I feel that, that, that the situation that happened to him and how he, how he died, that's, that's affecting him. You still think that's the case? Oh, without oh, question. That's the only reason. There was, that's the only reason. That, there is no, you look at it just from a risk-reward standpoint, there, the amount of risk and damage that that would have to entail would not be worth the reward. Yep. Just no, no way. Um, are there any like tag teams though that haven't been honored? That like classic tag teams like the Hart Foundation. It would be cool to see Nightheart get in, I guess, because mm-hmm. the Hart Foundation was a classic tag team. Or like yep. LODs in um, the Rockers. I don't know if they were like big. Did they ever even win the titles? The Rockers. That I can't remember off the top. Midnight Express should probably be in there if they're not already. I actually don't think the Midnight Express are in there. That would be a good one. I'm sure they worked in the Texas area, mm-hmm. like Mid-South and stuff. Is Jerry Jarrett in there yet? I don't think so. That would be an interesting one. Andy Kaufman as a posthumous celebrity induction should have happened years ago. 
Um, well, you could do this. You could put, and this kind of might be a stipend against him or, or a negative push, but you could put Edge and Christian on the Hall of Fame for their tag team work. Um, or just Christian. Christian. Just Christian even as a solo because Edge went in solo. I think Christian deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and I know Edge is promoting for Christian to be in the Hall of Fame, but is Christian a big enough name to be a headliner by himself? No, no. I think it's going to either be Sting or Taker as the headliner this year. Gotcha. I think that's what you have to do. Um, What about the Dudleys? You think the Dudleys could go in? They could go in, but the way their run has been, it's like it was kind of a waste. So it's kind of like you bring them in at a high point, and now they're kind of, uh, I don't know if it's a good time to put them in. When's the last time they were even on TV after they lost to the New Day at the pay-per-view? I think they haven't been on since then. They might have been on Raw the next day, but I feel like it was like a big schmoz tag match or something. Yeah. What about the Hardys? Uh, that's... Are you signing them while they're still independent? Are they still with uh, TNA? They will be done in February, from what I understand, unless, you unless know what? they extend I, I think they still have one more run in WWE. I do, too. I, really, I would hope so. I do, too. I would hope so. What about a diva? We've got Lita and Trish and um, Medusa. What's What do they call Medusa in WWE? Well, I can't think of her name. She oh, went, shoot, pitched pitched the belt in the, in the trash can. What was her name in WWE? Um, Alundra Blaze. Alundra Blaze, yeah. yeah. Uh, what other divas? Mickey James, maybe, or Victoria, or Molly Holly, or Dina. Ivory, or Miss Michelle Jackie. Michelle would be a good one. I, I still want uh, what's her face, but I know they're not gonna go that way. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> you have to give us more than that, Dwayne. What era are we thinking here? What who are you thinking of? China. You know uh, what? I I agree. I, you know what might be a, a a way to do it that would be more accepted by people, just c- considering her last couple of years. Put her in with DX. Yeah. Put her in with DX. That would be cool. I mean, that's that. I mean, what she's doing the past is the only thing that's stopping her. The only thing. She's making a documentary right now about like trying to get back with WWE in like Hall of Fame or some capacity. And, um, and and that's, if, if she's making a documentary about that, that's her that's her leeway right there. Well, and the, I think maybe they're kind of hoping like like how Jake worked out where they were doing his documentary and like the ending is him with his redemption at the Hall of Fame in New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if China's story will have the same ending. She is uh just comes off very erratic as much as we all love China lately. I know that she reigned in a Triple H at some, uh, it was either a funeral or an event or something. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. I didn't read about that. Gosh, awkward, man. <laughs> she did what? She, she like, ran to him in like a funeral or something like that. And the, the way they kind of connected per se or, you know, greeted each other, it was like you said, awkward. Because I think the story is that um, he was cheating on her with Stephanie <laughs> when they were together still. Yep. And ultimately, oh, wow. that might have led to her departure from the company because I remember she was in a title match against Ivory at WrestleMania 17, and then in, I don't remember her being on WrestleMania 18 because I think that was when you had Trish and Jazz and Lita in the triple threat. So mm-hmm. you had your, your title holder one year, and then she wasn't even on Mania the next year or with the company at all, from what I remember. Right now, what about... I never saw China wrestle live either. It's one of the only yeah, ones. I... What about Miss Jackie? 
Yeah. That would be a good one. Plus, she was an original trainer on Tough Enough, which, like, if you go back to that, you could make a case for Al Snow having some claim, not only because of his wrestling run, but because of his work as the, you know, what he did for the company. And, but he's he's kind of an agent in TNA right now, so I don't think that's going to happen now. But is he deserving? I would say, like I said, I consider that more influence than Coco Beware, as great of a babyface as he was back then. He's my measuring stick. Here's a question I have for y'all. When is my man Kurt Angle coming back to WWE? I don't think he does. And and when he does, do you think that it'll be for in the Hall of Fame run? I think that's the only way he comes back at this point. That's the only way he comes back, but I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he has a run. I I do think Hall of Fame will happen because... Lord knows Kurt Angle deserves that spot, but he does. it'd be cool if they were doing it in the Pennsylvania area. You know, Philadelphia has been rumored sure. for mania, like how many years in a row now and hasn't got it. Cause I know he's Two a Pittsburgh guy. DC area. Yeah. Um, I don't think he, they're going to give him another run though. I think it would have happened by now if it was going to happen. He can't even stay healthy for TNA's part-time schedule nope. right now, you know? And that's truly a part-time schedule. I know he's he's talked a little bit more recently about more realistic about wrapping things up. And mm-hmm. I guess it, I think about him the way I think about Daniel Bryan. Like, it's, you messing with your neck, it's not worth it, man. You've had your run. You, you've had your successes. Like, life, life should be more than that one thing. But that's not right. my decision to make. That's their decision. It's their body. It's their life. So Now, now here's a question. Because, you know, Daniel Bryan was cleared by independent doctors, right? Now it's just WWE doctors. Yep. Yep. So my question to you is, if Daniel Bryan gets injured again, do you put him in the Hall of Fame the next year? Mm. That's a very good question. If, if, he, if he gets injured again and the doctors don't clear him, say his career is over, like, like Edge, do you put him... In the Hall of Fame the next year. If Daniel Bryan was, if, would be accepting of it, I don't see why not, because they kind of set that template with Edge. They put him in yep. right after he was done. Yep. Now, is, is Daniel Bryan the headliner? Yes. He is the headliner, yes. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Without a doubt. Yep. And Aaron didn't mean that yes, yes, yes as a pun. He just means, yes, he deserves it. No, I, I, did, I meant it both ways. I did. <laughs> I was trying to be cute about it. Um... You know what would be the best headliner ever? <laughs> it's just going to have to be like 30 years from now when things have cooled over. CM Punk would be a tremendous headliner. In Chicago, where you have a man oh, yeah. in Chicago. You know what, oh, you know what hey, stinks look. about it? Is WrestleMania is too big for any of the venues in Chicago, and Soldier Field's too cold in early April. Yeah, hey, look. First of all, Sherry, man, if that was to ever happen, no matter how old I am, I'm going to this. <laughs> Have you guys been to the Hall of Fame before? No. I got to go in 2006, and that was back when they didn't really limit the time length on their speeches, so everybody went long. It was like a a three-and-a-half-hour experience, and we were in the section of the seating. It was in a smaller theater. Now they have it in, like, basketball arenas. We were in the seating right behind where the wrestlers sat. We got to see everyone come in, and, like, it was weird seeing Tommy Dreamer work as an agent for the event. It was weird seeing Shawn Michaels be escorted out before Brett's speech. They didn't show that on TV because <laughs> oh, wow. they, they still had their heat back then. 
Because remember, right. Bret Hart did not appear at WrestleMania with the other inductees the next day. But I'll, I'll go back and look at my pictures in my photo album from that WrestleMania. Like I think about the guys they had on stage that night, and it was just weird to be there. You had Hogan inducting Mean Gene. You had Austin on stage inducting Brett. And this is when they had all the inductors and the nominees all sit on the stage the whole rest of the show. You had, you had William Refrigerator Perry inducted by John Cena because he was in that battle royal. You had Eddie... Be indu- a, a posthumous induction was inducted by Ray and Benoit and Chavo, and you had Vicky up there. You had the the um, the Blackjacks up there inducted by Bobby Heenan. I got to see Bobby Heenan talk live, which was amazing. Ted DiBiase and Sensational Sherry. It was just like that's my favorite part of Hall of Fame is seeing all those legends in one spot, sure. just some time on the mic, and it was that's a cool. But I don't know if I'd go again because it was a long time. Yeah. But yeah, Brett, but I saw Brett talk for forty-five minutes, which was amazing. Wow! I'm actually on camera from the Hall of Fame. The when they zoom in on the best there is, best there was signs. Those are signs I made in my dorm room, and my friends and I are holding those up. I might have the other network just to check that out right now. You can't see my face because it's behind the poster, but yeah, I'm definitely on camera in the Hall of Fame that year. Awesome! And you can hear awesome. when when Brett's telling a story about a bar. He's telling a bar story. He mentions Jack Daniels. You can hear my friend John say, "Yeah." That's, that was my friend nice. John. Nice. Yeah. Now we're getting way off the rails here. I'm sorry, guys. Hey, that's what we're. I mean, I'm I'm just happy that we're uh, you know fortunately able to go to Mania. There is still Mania tickets available. Um, Why don't you tell go, tell the fans about? We don't need to necessarily tell them what section and row we're in because I don't know if I want people you know having that much dirt on us. But tell them how your experience in getting the tickets for us and how crazy it was. You got them the, right, day, so the fans, day the day of. Yeah. Oh, it was just crazy because uh, fans, you know, if you were trying to you know find tickets, everybody does the same thing. Everybody goes on Twitter. Everybody goes on the internet looking for pre-sales. So me and Two Chains were conversating all week, getting plans of how we was going to do this. Now, granted, for the pre-sale, I saw a note where they was only selling four tickets for the pre-sale. So if you have a big group like we have, we have because we have eight going, five in the podcast, your wife Aaron. And, and your friend uh, Donovan, who's going to be there with us, and his brother that you went to college with, we all want to get eight tickets together. So me and Two Chains said this, okay, maybe we'll do four and four, or he could purchase four, and I could purchase four, or six and two, or whatever the case may be. But when we did our pre-sale, nothing came up that was legitimate good seats. Everything was like basically behind where the stage is. And normally, I know for 27, it was like this. For 30, it was like this when we all went. The stage is built so high if you're sitting behind where the ramp is and you're coming down, you can't see anything. But I'm sure, like it was in San Francisco or Santa Clara area, you probably can see over top. But you want to see the visual effects of what the background scene looks like when they're coming out. You want to see how they look coming out. If it's a band, you want to see the band out there. You want to see the big jumbotron, too. Right, exactly. Um, Which we do hate to see from our seats. Exactly, exactly. Um, So when we checked in, like literally... Tuesday, no go with that pre-sale. Wednesday, internet pre-sale, no go. So we had to wait to Friday at 10 o'clock. Literally, on the first chance, two chains got it, and I was logging in. I had to wait. I didn't get in until like two hours later. But two chains on his first hit got our seats. He was like, okay, should I keep it or should I throw these? I was like, no, 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 keep it. So just in case we can't get nothing else when the time runs out, we'll just go ahead and get them. And we got them. I don't know what strategy other fans were using. I know Floor seats were very expensive, over two grand. 
Um, the riser seats or the stadium seats, they all fluctuated from between $42 and $600. But luckily we got what we got, um, especially for eight people. But you just saw on Twitter, people, so many people were complaining about Ticketmaster. You didn't sell out all these tickets that fast because we just know it was just overloaded with so much traffic for these WrestleMania tickets. And I know they're probably trying to get over 100,000 you know, fans there, but we were just so lucky, lucky that we're going to our third Mania D-Wayne's second, and then 2 Chains is actually going to his first Mania. That's a heck of a Mania to go to for your first one, too, man. This is yeah, going to be big. Exactly. Um, yeah, we have a really – where we are sitting, we have a good – because what's cool is if you have your section number in your row and whatever, the Dallas Cowboys website, you can go on and put that in, and it gives you like a 3D rendering of what your view would be. Now, granted, it's for a football game. But, right. like, we would be able to see the whole floor of WrestleMania. We'd be able to get a good view of the ring, of the Jumbotron, and of the entrance ramp, which is really all you want at the end of the day. Sure. Um, so I think it's going to be a good time. I, um, yeah, I'm excited. I, you, you know what I was wondering, too? It seemed like the Austin ship has clearly sailed, and I've made my peace with that. Sure. You think you think they'll put him in a, being in Texas? Do you think he'll be the uh, the special guest host, much like Hogan was two years ago? Oh, I'm sure he he has to be in some type of capacity. He's right there in his own backyard. I would think so. Yeah, I do too. Whale. I'm not even sure why we should watch wrestling the next two weeks because we all know how the pay per view is gonna go. <laughs> exactly, um, but you still got to see to see how it ends, especially if it's a cash in. You know, something big's got to happen at the big four pay per view supposedly. So you just got to see how it happens. I'm gonna do my best, man, not to have it spoiled because I will be on Broadway seeing a show that night when I'm on my New York trip. I won't even be able to watch the pay per view live, nor will I be able to see Raw live. So I'm gonna have to play a lot of catch up before we record that week. And even Jimmy Fallon too. Yeah, I'm going to Jimmy Fallon too. I, I'm as soon as I know who the guests are, I'll talk about that on here. They still haven't announced it yet. Be cool if it was like John Cena or something, but who knows, man? They usually do pretty good guests Thanksgiving week, I would think. Um, yeah, I would think so. So yeah, anything else you guys got going on? Not on my end. Yeah, do you win anything exciting? No, nothing exciting. Just trying to figure out. What's going to go down in the upcoming months of wrestling? And that's, that's basically it for us. Yeah, I'm going to... Oh. Go ahead, man. Oh, short plug. Um, again, um, walk, walk now for Autism Speaks. Absolutely. Still going on. Um, actually, I'm actually doing one in Baltimore this weekend. So, again... Please donate. Go to www.autismspeaks.com. Make your donations. Absolutely, man. Um, it's a good cause. We've donated um, to D. Wayne's cause there, and we're yep. very proud of him for participating in those. I know, Mr. Sellis, you were with him on the walk he did. Was it last month you guys did that? Yep, in D.C. In D.C. So, um, for sure, it's a great cause. Um you know, we had, we saw everybody wear pink and wear camo for all the different causes recently, and there's many more that don't quite get the recognition that others do for whatever reason. You know, we've talked Absolutely. about wearing purple for um, what type of cancer was that again, Sellers? Pancre- yeah, pancreatic, pancreatic cancer. cancer. Pancreatic cancer. Yep. Yep. So, let's continue to support causes like that. You know, we just try to talk about ones that are more specific to our families and our friends on here for sure. Um, you know, the Connors Cure one's a great cause, too. If I see any of those bracelets 
down at the WrestleMania Superstore, I might pick one up when we're in Dallas. You know, why not? Good cause. Um, but yeah, we'll get back with you guys here soon, probably next week. And then before you know it, we'll be making Survivor Series predictions. But we've already kind of told you who's going to be champion. So <laughs> you already have that from us. Um, hopefully we can talk maybe a little more Ring of Honor. I've been trying to get caught up. But we talked earlier sense. about how someone with two belts, sometimes it's not as interesting. I just... I'm a little less motivated. I need to do bring some new guys in or do something exciting on ROH. Very true. I haven't watched in a while. Um, NXT's been a lot of fun though. And then we got to get caught up on Lucha. Like I'm, I'm trying to watch all of season one because season two starts airing in January. They're starting okay. to tape it like this weekend. I think might be the first set of tapings for season two. I got Thanksgiving break coming up, so that might be a good chance. Yep. If I could fly out to LA, I'd be there, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I think we'll wrap it up for the day. So for the crew, for D-Wayne, for Celis, for everybody, this is Aaron. We'll catch you on the next rousing rendition of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Have a good week.